0: We do need to also remember there's a story here, and finding that balance is really entertaining to me, um, and it 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 it's something that I could it's one of those things that I could work on and be like oh shit it's four a.m. I thought it was noon, um, and Jesus, it's what a time, <laughs> you know what I mean though like well it's because yeah. he
1: woke up early. <laughs>
0: Nerd on.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome to Nerd on, the podcast you didn't need, but you deserve. We're all levels of nerds. Our show running, directing, and post-production audio mixing. Yes. Right? All of you nerds do that. Yes. We are nothing special. Wow. You guys matter. No.
0: <laughs> I liked it better when we were talking about Tekken. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like how we just like totally went away from our
0: catchphrase. Yeah. The past few episodes have just been like, what's our catchphrase? Can I be really honest? Uh, I do directly lifted mine from David Pumpkins because he goes, ready or not, here we dance. And I thought it was the funniest thing in the world and I've done it on, I think, most episodes I've opened. So Maybe. Tom, Um, what series are we doing today? Well, uh, I was just going to say a little bit.
1: Most uh, quote-unquote popular podcast uh, openers always fumble like this, apparently. Uh, We are back to discuss and open up our experiences with the aspects of the film and storytelling industry in our Nerds Explained series. Today, we are focusing on our very own Corey Powers, with his ups and his downs, his biggest learns, and even the smallest takeaways of showrunning, and how a web series like P.A.'s can be your film school. And fun fact, we didn't tell him this was happening, so, ta-da! Just kidding. God, I'm so unprepared. Yes. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, But
1: let's not get too far into it before we introduce the hosts. My name is Tom. I'm Corey.
2: And I am Josh. And this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerd on Nation. That is powered by Patreon. Patreon. As a member of the Nerd on Nation, you do get fun perks. Like you get bonus episodes that nobody else hears. You get uh, to be really, really clear, They're those boner. are boner episodes. Thank you. They are special. We usually make up the topic that we're just gonna talk about. Like five minutes before, so it's like super fresh Mm -hmm. and super off the cuff. There's no prep at all. They're a lot of fun. And sometimes we ask you, the audience, for topic ideas. That's right. So check it out. Uh, We also get, uh, you get early access to these episodes. You get- Early
0: access and discounts on merch. Exactly. Like
2: the coat, the The bomber bomber jacket. jacket
1: That's no longer in store. Or this
0: hat. That is not my nerd on hat that I forgot I
1: wasn't wearing. <laughs> wow! But they are cool. They are comfortable. You can Good wear in the
2: car. Actually, we actually have a the the company that makes our merch actually does a f- great job of it. And uh, yeah, the,
0: uh, if you're worried about embroidery, their embroidery is f- on fleek. Yeah, to what the kids say these days.
2: Yeah, on fleek. I wish
0: they could embroider it onto my skin.
2: Yeah. So check out the NerdOn on nation. Call it a
0: tattoo. True. No, <laughs> I,
2: want, story.
1: I want. I want. I uh, want. You want thread. I want Dante's Inferno. Got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so check out the Nerd On Nation and consider joining right, it Patreon. because it does allow us to grow. It allows us to be the best that we can be, and just to do this more. We like doing this, and we want to do this more and more often. And. A
1: lot. And also, it gets. if we get very successful with it, we get to do more personal stuff because I know you guys really like that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird how much they like our personal stuff. We could talk about, like, they recut Endgame and then they'd be like, I don't give a shit. And they're like, I want to hear about what's going on in Corey and Josh's life. <laughs>
0: I rolled my ankle yesterday. Give us more. (laughs) Give us more.
1: So check that out. Give me more. (laughs) Nerdon.tv
2: backslash Patreon. And also uh, check out the Discord. Nerdon.tv backslash Discord. A lot of great people over there. Great community to be a part of. And there's a channel for everything under the sun. Uh, Even there is a sun channel. No, I'm just kidding. There isn't a sun channel, but there should be. Yet. I mean, Garden Gardening could be kind of a sun channel. Is as... it garden porn? It's called garden porn. That's right. Yeah, and things are posted. Oh, I should there.
0: post my lawn that I ripped you up. Should. That'd yeah. be a good you should. Yeah. You should. I will.
2: Uh, so check out that and a huge shout out to Apogee Odyssey and
0: Embody Audio. Embody Audio. Check
2: them out. They're a wonderful company. Support wonderful companies.
0: They make cool stuff.
2: Cool things and stuff and stuff. You
0: want surround sound without surround sound headphones? Check them out.
2: Yeah. Well, let's let's get in. That is the housekeeping. Yes, that is that is it. There isn't any more. So let's run this show.
0: Let's get into this. Let's get into this powerful episode. Because my last name Powers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. There's, there's a lot of power that. in this yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah. So let's, let's. I actually do it. named my production company Powers of Production. Yeah, I dig it. I had to. Yeah. Uh,
2: so let's like let's start it like really. I don't know. Basic. Basic question. Yeah. Show running a web yeah. series. Uh, the, the term show running gets thrown about a lot, even in pop culture news. It's like, oh, they're the showrunner. Um, So let's get some sense of mystification, uh, de-sense of mystification. What does it really mean to a show, show run a like, show? What do you do?
0: So completely honest, like the, the thing I love about storyboard is that we've all learned how to do things through doing them. Uh, and usually Tom tells us the name of the thing we're doing. Uh, so we had a big meeting one day, and, and we were talking about how you know we want this to function, what roles are we going to pick up, uh, what are our aspirations of what we want to do with this series, and I kind of laid mine out there, and Tom went, so you want a show run? And I was like, what is this? What is sh- this show run thing? Uh, and f- uh, you know, it, it's going to function differently for a web series than, than on, a, on a TV series. And I'm sure Tom could even give more insight uh, on how a showrunner runs a TV series, but at least for PAs, what it means for me specifically... Is that I get to be kind of uh, the guy who's who's got a scent on every single thing that's going on. Um, I'm checking in with people. Um, I'm trying to uh, work with either when we're in the writing room or in the post production or or even on set, trying to almost negotiate everything and make sure we're we're coming up with timelines, timetables, uh, and and relying heavily on Tom uh, for any question I don't have an answer to. Uh, but with 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 something like PA's, I'm essentially the guy that people come to. This is going to sound so shitty. People come to questions uh, with questions too to be answered, um, and that more often than not, you're
2: probably going to have the answer too.
0: Yeah, and if you uh, don't, so like, you will find the answer. With with PAs specifically, um, it's something I created with with Kevin um, at our at the at the fruit stand at the Apple Store one day, just riffing on a bit, um, and so. As the show evolved, I kind of uh, love love hate relationship with some of the democratic system that went with it, went went on within our uh, group, and so we had that meeting one day, and I was like, I just want to be the guy who, when everything is chewed and digested and gets to me, I can go yes or no, um, because I felt like I had a really good grip on on what we were trying to do with with the story, uh, and had seen some of the shortcomings that came with a more uh, you know. Uh, decentralized decentralized uh system of of creation um so in a very uh dull sense of the word I answer questions in, in a I make decisions
1: <laughs> I think there is something for people to to hear of like there's different types of show running for sure there's like the writing there's like the directing and then there's like the producing kind um when Corey's very generous and kind of say that he has asked me questions um I tend to serve more of like a producing kind of role um you know you're not going to see me uh kind of input any type of creativity in that sense um it's much more of like well how do i get the creatives to do what they want to do and then Corey kind of very much like leads the 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 troop in the way of like well this is the vision and this is the direction we want to go or at least i want to or you know he wants to go i'm paraphrasing for him i want to go in and then everyone you know kind of like puts in their ideas, again, that's where they all start chewing and digesting it. And then get to the point of like, okay, well can we do this? Can we do that? And then Corey's is like, does it fit and is it paramount to the story that he wants and he wants all of them to be saying? And then for me it's a lot more of like, okay, well we need to do this, we need to do that in order yeah. for this all this stuff to happen. And, and your and job
2: get, isn't as it's 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 not just like episode slash sketch by sketch. It's also kind of the grand vision of yeah, the I get to, I get to company take, as a whole.
0: I get to take part in in every part of the process, which I, uh, really, in, really enjoy, uh, especially for, for some like storyboard and PAs where, uh, it, we found that like some, s- someone being in this role who has a fundamental understanding of the series, especially can help with a, you know, um, not continuity is not the right word, but like a cohesive over arc of the entire thing. And we learned a lot in season one and, and we've since written season two, uh, and due to the pandemic, obviously, haven't have had a hard time getting that uh, shot and worked on. But um, it also allows me to being in the in the, sh- the showrunner. Um, I don't know why I finger quoted that. Mm. The showrunner uh, imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah, right. That's, That's what exactly what I it, was gonna say. The showrunner <laughs> position of 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 something like PAs <laughs> is, is that I I also get all the tools to to continue to work on them. Uh, so like I have all the scripts and all that stuff. and it was really nice over the pandemic to just be able to sit down and and and, you know, rewrite every single episode we have, cut any fat I could do. Um, but yeah, it's it's I like being a part of every step of the process from the creation to the idea to putting it up on online.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just want to uh, point light at something and what I love about you and hate about you is that you we when we started this series, nerds explain, it was understood that the three of us would be the first (laughs) ones that we record. And we've already recorded two that haven't come out yet. And this just kept getting pushed off and pushed off it did and i'm pretty sure it was his fault mine oh
0: yeah 100% <laughs> uh we don't have to That's do this the episode today syndrome, right where i was like i don't i don't what do i talk um, about i just well, make fucking well, poop well, jokes well, about p a s let's uh
2: let's well, i wanted to like i wanted to draw focus to something that he said real quick cuz mm-hmm. i just uh, the importance of show running because you you've said a phrase that i think is important to to point out is that like understood the show as a whole or yeah. you, you said a phrase and I, and i'm sorry i'm not no that's okay. uh, but, i don't remember what i said and i think that it's been even put to light in uh recent years of showrunners that don't that oh, don't yeah. know and how important it is to to have a understanding fundamentally of what the vision is what it is and how important that is for a show and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff
0: um because i mean the 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 People who watch it are will be the first to tell you when you aren't being a hundred percent true to to that story, um, because you know they're they're the ones who watch it day in and day out. And and the, the thing with creating is you make it and you move on to the next season, or you move on to the next episode. But the moment you stop paying attention to the integral part of the story, or 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 really caring deeply about what what story you're trying to tell. Um, they're gonna know immediately. Anyone who's watching will know when you've when you've lost, lost sight, lost sight of what what was important for. So Daenerys kind
1: of forgot that uh, Bolton had a Exactly spear. what I was.
0: <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. So stuff like that, and and in no way am I comparing what I do to what they do on fucking an HBO Game well, of Thrones Well, I mean, show. but like, yeah. It to, I'm when just you, saying, when like you water in it down when you filter it down to the same, yeah, the core of it is, is I, um and you know i i felt that i thoroughly understood and spent enough time especially cuz i'm the one who edits all the episodes i felt like i had had a an extra bit of time with everything that no one else in like to your the core
2: group. you understood like
0: yeah and i got to see wh- uh, firsthand what f- what worked and what didn't like when did we fail when did we you know, become too convoluted with ideas because we wanted to say yes to everybody and when did it work out um because my job in the post-production was to then fix those those issues um Just and drown so your babies so walking you drown your babies so walking away from season one um i mean i think by episode six i had really decided that that was the position i wanted to take on on set and in, and in, and in the production room uh was just a, a filter because I do like hearing everyone's ideas, and that's a big part of showrunning also, is making sure that you're communicating with everyone on your team effectively, everyone's being heard, everyone's being taken care of. But having that mutual respect of if I say no to it, it's not a personal thing. I just know that it won't work in this context um or or even working together with someone to be like i like that joke it doesn't quite work here what if we do this blah 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 so that that's a lot a little a lot of delineating and, and pr comes with show running as well
1: uh robert scorsese and de niro have that back and forth and uh de niro will be like can we do this and scorsese will be like if it works and then he'll do it and it's like it doesn't work And then so it's a very interesting way. And it's like it's a I think there is a level of respect that needs to happen when it comes down to the performing creatives versus the more, I guess, uh, visionary creatives who are just like. I'm much more trying to see like the grand scope of things versus kind of like what in the moment can we imp- you know splice in and inject and and mm-hmm. add more to it. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, I do want to say that to kind of combat your uh, imposter syndrome, let's break it down. Let's talk about what the things you actually do, and yeah. and and make you feel like you do a lot of shit other <laughs> than just like this mumbo jumbo. We're talking about it because it you know a lot of people out in the world have an idea a lot of people in the world have people who are like i want to do something but with a whole season of pas you have something you built you made something and it's created and people can enjoy it themselves so outside of the people and the idea what do you think is the next you know big thing important thing to have done uh outside of the the writing of the idea Mm -hmm. writing it all down and then having the people ready to go
0: oh well the 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 biggest learning curve for me Uh, was the pre-production stuff, Um, and that can range anywhere, literally from location scouting to making sure we have a budget for something, or, you know, uh, a big one for, for me was when we're writing actively looking at places we could shoot this thing and if it's not possible then going back and trying to change that as well what does that
1: mean how, how do you look for a place that you're so
0: let's say to? for example let's say we want to shoot an episode where we're having uh these producers are having a party and the pas want to crash that party mm-hmm. um is that a feasible thing? Like, okay, let's write like we have all the money in the world. Where do we write it? Well, a villa. Okay, well, let's start for fun. Let's look at at peer Space, which is a wonderful resource where people can look at at uh, spots to rent out for for filming. Um, let's look at something like peer Space and see. Well, what would that cost for a day's uh, filming? Okay, that doesn't work. Can we change the location to someone's house? Okay, let's start looking at houses. Do we? A. Do we know anyone who will let us shoot for free? And B. If not, how much is that going to cost? Um, it's a lot of the the stuff that creative folk don't like to hear or do uh, because it's a lot of no's. The
2: the quote no.
0: It's the yeah. no. It's the it's the no. Like yeah, would I love to shoot a producer party at a villa that looks over L.A. Fuck yeah, but for twelve hundred dollars an hour, I mm-hmm. can't do that. <laughs> so what do we have? Um, so it, it's it's. Little little things like that, like pre-production, has become actually one of my favorite things because it's it's so vital and so important to everything going correctly. And I, I used to not understand it and hate it. And again, Tom has as I've learned a lot of this this uh, the minutia from Tom the mise en scene Did I do it right though?
1: The <laughs> minutiae, The minutia. The minutia. Uh, so uh, yeah, it kind of strikes
2: me as like a painter that's just getting their supplies together. Yeah, like you're just like uh, you haven't painted yet.
0: I want to paint a mountain. Well, okay, well we don't have brown, so. Uh, <laughs> you, you know yeah. what a
1: chef does? Do a mise en place, mm-hmm. and that's when they get all of the stuff together. Oh yeah,
0: that's yeah. the same thing. You Get all of it. You're in, putting in your table.
2: ingredients together, um, and you're like, oh okay, this is what I have.
0: Yeah, and like, and so there's the pre-production, and then there's the onset stuff that you have to handle, which is onset. Uh, making sure we know what we're shooting uh, uh and it's a lot of the time was working actually with tom on this where he and i or he uh kevin and myself would sit down and, and decide all right we have three days at this location uh what do we need to shoot and what order are we shooting in what time are we getting there what time are we planning on wrapping uh how much do we think these five pages are going to take to shoot how many angles do we need with each um so like a, a lot of strange math but uh, I really enjoyed that kind of stuff. Beautiful so that when you, minding. Yeah, like, when you show up on set, uh, you know, like Charlie Day. <laughs> yeah, if, if I show up on set, I have an idea. Like the nice thing about about show running is that I got to be a part of the writing process. I got to be a part of the pre production, so that when I'm on set, I kind of can see everything from from both sides of it. Um, like what what am I finding important? When do I need to let Mikey improvise? When do I need to not let him improvise because we're running out of time on something? Um, it's it's a lot of... Uh, showrunning is a lot of hats, which is interesting to me. It's one hat, but it really... If you were to lift up that showrunning hat, you're wearing like six or seven other smaller hats. Um, and like, it's it's... I don't know. It keeps it interesting for me. Maybe, maybe because I have ADHD that like a showrunner position you is get to like, be dynamic. I get to be dynamic. I get to do it. You know, I'm working with the director. If we have a director on the, on the, on the shoot, um, get to work with the cameraman, because you know, when we wrote this, this is kind of the idea for it or whatever. Um, one of my favorite moments of getting to do that was on PA's 10. We, uh, Tom actually, and I had injected, uh, As a placeholder, we had put in Stranger Things word for word uh, because we needed Kevin and Mikey to have an argument. And the more we sat with it, I started changing the words to just meet ours. And so I got to work from the writing room to production to post on shot for shot recreating a scene of an argument between two characters from stranger things, but it was Mikey and Tom. And like that there is probably a great example of why I love show running is we got to stick the landing, even if it made 12 people laugh because it, no one understood the reference. I know we fucking nailed it because I got to hold the hand for that bit through the, through every piece of that process. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if that answered the question that was pretty winded about. Like what else do I I do? think I think the people are here to listen. So, uh, But, yeah. yeah, and then and then going into post, I I edit most everything we do um, with the exception of a few sketches here and there, but when it comes to PA's, I've I've edited every single episode of of those. Um, and, you know, one of my heroes is Rob McElhinney, who mm-hmm. who is the showrunner and one of the creators for Always Sunny. And I remember watching a documentary, but as we were, a storyboard was being birthed. I watched this documentary about Rob McElhenney and how not, he's like the first to show up on set. He pitched the show. He got it sold. He's the first to show up on set. He's producing it. And he also sits in on with all the editors. And I thought that was such a dream to me was to create this show that I love creating so much that I want to be involved in every piece of it because I care and it makes me laugh and it makes me happy yeah. um, and so I not kind not of... from
2: a um, what is it the over controlling sense but just kind of like a
1: well you get to be part of it yeah you get
2: just to be like Oh, I get to see it. There, there's, like, you know. there's
1: many times and ways and avenues that everyone just gets separated during the production yeah. of, of making something. And that, you know, the editing team probably never talks to the camera team or, you know, like, or, or never talks to the editors. Yeah. But here you get to have all of it. You know, you get to be like, okay, cool. I am like the connective tissue, the the membrane that's like, oh, holding it all together. And, and I think there is something very fulfilling for someone who, you know, um, I think going back to your point of... Uh, the the being able to have an intimate understanding of the show um comes from the creative side Mm -hmm. it's coming from like you know you you have this concept and then you want to bring the humanity to it and uh i think there's something to be said even just with um the Shiva episode. And I think that takes a hard turn for a lot of people because they're expecting joke after joke after joke. And then there's an episode where it's like, well, okay, we're just going to have a human moment. There's going to be some comedy here. But um, it allows the characters to not be two-dimensional characters but to be three-dimensional. I think there's something that comes into with and having a strong sense of what your characters and what you want them to be, allowing them to grow in the visual space instead of off screen. Right. So it's like, Oh, they came back with the haircut and now they're a different person. It's like, no, we're going to show them like how this joke about Daniel Day Lewis has evolved to now. These are a, a group of family members yeah. who found each other on set.
0: Yeah. It was just, it's more interesting to me. I've, I've talked about scrubs of seven days till Sunday. Um, but it's one of those shows that really taught me that like you can ha- you can have your comedy cake and eat it too because you people want to see these people grow. I mean, there's plenty of shows, don't get me wrong, like Seinfeld Friends, whatever. No one really changes week to week. Um, but none of those have hit me personally quite as hard as something like Scrubs where you can go from having absurdist humor about, you know, uh, Mikey hit his head and now he thinks he's being chased by birds. To in that same episode, having a, a realization that you know we're this family and we we love each other and and as much as as much shit as we give each other, we're, we're gonna back each other up. Um, and so it was it was important to me to kind of th- thread that and I don't I, I you know that that sitting shiv episode was another one where I learned a lot about um, the democracy of it all and and how you know it can be it can be such a beautiful thing in in, a, in like a writer's room but on set. It really, really needs to be someone to put their foot down and be like, "We're not doing that." I need you to do this instead. Like, let's give it a try. But if if it doesn't work, I'll let you know. That didn't work, um, and so I, I yeah, I, I think you've got a really good point to that.
2: Because um, you've mentioned kind of the writing process, what what is harder? Is it breaking the story or actually uh, producing the episodes, and and, and why?
0: Oh, uh, definitely because there's kind of a
2: creative and a uh... yeah
0: yeah yeah. The breaking the story is easy. Um, must be nice to me <laughs>
1: a lot of people have struggle with that yeah
0: well no well when it comes to pas like it it really i think it just goes back to the intimate understanding of what i'm trying to accomplish with it um and that i hope that i can do with with this group of folks and it does help that having a writing room with a, with a group of people um and the process to that is also different and this is another reason i i wanted to do show running is like we would have these meetings with everybody. We would have the whole group in there: um, Dana, Tom, uh, Neil, Mikey, and Kevin. We'd all get in a room, and we would write these outlines or first drafts of these episodes. And to be to be honest, like again, the 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 breaking of the story to us came pretty naturally. We're all a funny group of people. We would improvise until something would happen, and then we would run with it. And then what would happen is everyone would go home, and Tom and Kevin and I, or sometimes just Kevin and I would either stay late or have another meeting where we would take that same script and then start trimming the fat off of it. And that's kind of where the idea of me wanting to show running show run came from is that I love the idea of everyone throwing their ideas in, but I also want to be okay with knowing I I, I want everyone to have that trust in me that I know what I'm doing. And I know that there's a lot of fat here, and I, I love everyone's jokes, but we do need to also remember there's a story here, and finding that balance is really entertaining to me, um, and it it it, it it's something that I could it's one of those things that I could work on and be like oh shit it's four a.m. I thought it was noon, um, and Jesus, it's what a time, <laughs> you know what I mean though like well it's because he it, woke up early that's what it yeah is. yeah, 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 does. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually <laughs> slept in, so but but like that kind of stuff is is something that's saved for for some like the showrunners i got to be a part of the big group effort and i also get to be a part of the intimate effort where we're again drowning our babies and 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 chiseling away at this you know um to steal carly's uh saying like chiseling away at this piece of marble and to make it into something uh-huh. uh just
2: for the the uninitiated what does the phrase breaking the story
0: mean uh, it means like you have the idea and 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 executing it putting it on the paper and making sure you have your your start to finish so it's it's figuring it out figuring your story out and and putting it on 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 on, on some sort of document to me some sort of documentation whether it's an outline whether it it's down. a script yeah yeah because a lot of people might have like a concept and I think a
1: lot of people have a lot of cool ideas um but just for an example, for people to be like, "Oh, I don't know what that means." It's still a little very, you know, uh, ethereal in that sense. Mortal Kombat as a movie, what does that mean? You just take Game of Death from Bruce Lee, make it Mortal Kombat characters. You're done. That's the story. Mm-hmm. It's literally like, make one character, those Mortal Kombat characters, into Bruce Lee's character, and then you just do the same tournament, and then it's the same thing. Yeah. What Laura uh, Laura Croft? How do I do it? Indiana Jones, but it's Laura Croft. Okay. Yeah, you're done. Like it's it's how you figure out like how does the story actually start playing
0: out mm-hmm. for. For
1: that it's doing the the the, the math yeah uh, going into it sometimes uh, literal
0: and it's you know it's fun to play with these characters too and like they're yes they're all named after us but they're not us in, in a sense um and so so getting to know these characters again through through the writing and the editing and getting it to understand fundamentally um what they how they react and how they do things i enjoy everyone putting their personal input on their characters because they they're the ones who have to portray them and 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 everything like that. Um, my Corey's, job.
1: Corey's never dated Rachel McAdams yet. Uh, Kevin's
0: it d- doesn't do a forty-five. Uh, no, rule. but but like you know, getting to my only job in those situations is to just ha- have the reins on it and make sure that Mikey's like, well, Mikey wants to go to the moon. I'm like, okay, well, no, I mean, he can want to go to the moon, but what would he do? Instead, maybe he tries to build his own rocket, something like that. You know, I mean, it's that's a terrible example, but it, it, (laughs) or it's a perfect example. That's part of the job is just like making sure that, you know, we're all on task. And, and, and it even comes down to trying to schedule meetings and, and, you know, being the in between of, hey, let's get this going, let's get the ball rolling on this. Um, I've said, uh, like, running nerd on, it's like herding kittens. Yeah. Sometimes you're just like,
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) even you guys were like,
2: yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's like you—you you don't just have. I mean, just yeah. to shine light on something, it's like you—you you don't just have your schedule. No. You have your wife's schedule. You have all these different people that are living their lives, and yeah. you have to like, guys, I need an hour, two hours. Well, where it's we all the tough are there. Part
0: about you know, what is show running? It, it's literally uh, everything that's not getting done by someone else. That's how my show running for storyboard has been. It's like, oh, no one's doing this. I'll do it. Oh, no one's uh, doing this. Okay, well, well, I'll do that. Or it's the, hey, this isn't getting done. I need you to do it kind of thing. Would you be willing to do that? Um, so it's 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 such a vague and ever shifting kind of position. There's your staple things, but then there's always going to be the, oh, um, we booked this place on Peer Space, but the guy wants to have a meeting with us first. I'll go do that. That's the kind of stuff that, that show running comes with.
1: Imagine if, you know, it, it, and to, for everyone listening and hearing this, is, it all comes from like the independent uh, standpoint. Where, you know, if you have a, a show like Watchmen, you know, you don't have, um, forget his name now, the guy who helped make Glossed with J.J. Abrams, um, David Lindelof a Damon Lindelof uh he's not going to locations having to do that. No. You might get pictures from like the location manager, from the sure. producer from the producer or from the coordinator, but you know at a at a scale at which this is a, a this web series is being produced and made Corey does have to do a lot of those things. And it it, it is taxing. And it, it's, you know, if for everyone listening who just isn't familiar with it, everything's a triangle, right? Time, quality, and speed. So uh, yeah. if you don't have the money, then it's going to be, and you want a good quality, it's going to take a long time. Yeah, if you, it's, it's
2: become kind of a, it's a cliche, cliche in a sense of like, but it's absolutely positively true where you look at everything in a triangle of like good, fast, cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like what this is. Pick two. That's this, this all you could do, and yeah. it applies to this. It applies
1: to theater. It applies across the board. Yeah, unless you're willing to fork off all the money, and you have the best people working, and you're Disney. <laughs> 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 so. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I have a question. Um, so there has been some uh, accolades that uh, PAs has gotten, mm-hmm. uh, some festivals that it's uh, showed some of its episodes on. Yeah. Um, what, what, what kind of process, what kind of, um, I guess, uh, mental, um, I guess, uh, questions and, and, and deliberations do you go through to kind of say, like, yeah, I think this is good enough to go
0: and be sent out to the world? Um, well for me that was especially episode six of season one um it's it's the episode where I think we as a as a show kind of figured it out like we we kind of clicked something clicked um and it, it's a strange it's a strange thing like really it was something I was proud of and i wanted to make sure not only that that it got seen because I thought it deserved it for everyone who worked on it with like you know we worked with Kevin Shiramizu and and Jake and, and and all our buddies and and everyone from Apple who showed up to be extras on that late into the night um but I also wanted to make sure that the rest of the group had some sort of like validation for what they did so like Mikey and Kevin and yourself and and Dana and Neil I I wanted to to get something that we could you know not rest on our laurels but like for a moment just be like cool celebrate like we're not you know because you can go a little crazy working on a project that you believe in so wholeheartedly and you know no one no one's listening like i used to play damon's steakhouse shout out uh and i would play there for play my fucking heart out for three hours and no one would listen sometimes because it's a bar and people are just there to eat and drink and whatever and you can go a little crazy without that sort of like, hey, that sounded good. Um,
2: yeah, external validation, I think I've said. It which it, it, it has a time and a place. It shouldn't
0: be necessary. But like, you know, and, and if I had never applied to these festivals, we'd still be doing PAs. But the honest truth is like I wanted to make sure that everyone else in the group knew that like we're not crazy. And this this is something that's worth creating and and. Uh, my values have changed a little bit since then as well. Like my my honest opinion is like if you aren't making it to make yourself laugh, you maybe or you know at least with comedy, something like PA is to make yourself laugh. You sh- shouldn't be making it. Because... Wait, you're saying some
1: of the dramas I have to do, I have to make. Yeah, it? exactly. You gotta make yourself <laughs> laugh,
0: but like you apply that, you know, apply that formula to whatever it it's is. It's the having
2: fun conversation of like there there is if you're not doing it for yourself, if you're not doing it for then you're like, doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, is my so.
0: honest opinion. Um, and so, but at the time I, I just started researching these like different festivals and, and I had been given some advice for some people that like, you need to get it seen, you need to get it seen, you need to get it seen by some people. Uh, and so I pitched out, <laughs> I pitched out uh, a large sum of money from my, my own bank account and uh, applied to, I think like 15 or 16 of the bigger festivals. They're um, not cheap. and so we, we did get a few back and Tom and I got to go to a few of those festivals. And one of the coolest things was like out of that. We got to go on a trip, a handful of us, to go watch PAs in a movie theater, um, so at, at, cool. at CityWalk, and that, to me, while it might be, you know, a dime a dozen for someone else, getting to see uh, a project that I created intimately on a movie screen was a was a big deal to me. Um,
2: Even just as a film fan, like just watching movies and how important they are, as a, I mean, I've. Getting to see, there's a couple of shorts I've done, or even seeing uh, Jeff Nimoy's Famish mm-hmm. yeah. on the big screen, you're like,
0: it's pretty cool. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: it's it's also important to to know, like, I, like this is what people don't talk about. Submitting to festivals is not cheap. No, it is not summer hundreds
1: and that's before the insurance
0: and like i i at the time was still you know working at the day job and so i had the i had the funds to do it and i figured let's let's do this thing we only get a shot at this um and uh yeah it was it was really cool to go to the festivals and and see our stuff on big screens and of course get the the laurels coming in was really exciting and and um yeah, I mean, but but b- behind it was more so just a. I just want to make sure that everyone on this team knows that their work is
2: appreciated. Yeah. So for you, wh- where does where does it happen? Like you switch a lot of hats, uh, writing, producing, editing. Which one feels like
0: the most like the, the most fulfilling? Fulfilling of, of show running. Um, uh, honestly. That's a very good question. I, I My gut wants to say the the writing and the editing, like the two opposite ends of the entire project, like where it gets birthed and where it, you know, uh, finally gets laid to rest, which is a weird way to say it, but it, it is. It gets birthed <laughs> it, it, it gets, the second it, time. It
1: gets sent to Rivendell. Yeah, it gets, <laughs> it
0: gets its rebirth at the end. Um, but to be honest with you, the honest answer, if I really dig deep, is the stuff on set. Um, being onset especially with something like PA's onset, onset diabetes uh, so it means you're going to get it later diabetes, in life yeah. um but but being uh, shooting something and cre- actively creating something uh with a group of your best friends um and it's the stuff y'all wrote to make each other laugh um and and you know my part in it getting to I get to live in both worlds on, on on our PA sets where I get to participate in it, um, I act, barely act in it. I I'm, I think I'm the weakest actor of the group, but I I enjoy it. I That's get to not play. what some of the people that I talk to say. I get to play on that side of it, and then I get to when I'm not on camera, I get to step behind and do the logistical stuff, which is making you know checking in. We're making sure we got our time, you know, uh, finding time to let people improvise because it's a big part of our. Our creative process, um, and and finding ways to to gently shut that down when we don't need it. Uh, but I, I do. I get to live, you know, with my foot on either side of the border between um, in front and behind the camera, and yeah. I I love it. I really I enjoy. I think I enjoy being on set the most as a as a showrunner.
2: It's the it's the it's when it's happening.
0: Yeah, it's, it's exciting, right? It's, it's camp. the it's the anything's possible, and. I do enjoy the editing. I, I really do. There's a lot of heartbreak in editing. Um, that is is kind of when it's your own thing. Like when you're editing someone else's stuff, it's it's not so painful. But when you're editing this thing that you birthed in in the writing room, you were there on set. You're in it. You know, um, and it gets back to you, and you're finding. Uh, Wait, it, a,
1: oh, a real time event of seeing all the mistakes you've made. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> That's hard. It's, it's very difficult
0: in in that sense. But it's also very difficult. Like there are times where I've had to cut someone's joke, and I feel bad about it. I, I do it because I again, I, I I understand what what we need to tell in this story to an extent. But I don't like doing it because then I have to tell that person that I cut their joke. Um and so it's a, a a mental game with myself uh of bordering between being really excited that it's getting done but also heartbreaking because I'm cutting the fat off things which could be jokes, lines, moments, angles, whatever it may be
2: just cuz of like just what you're talking about and I don't know I can only liken this to things that I've done personally sure. but can those can those jokes that are cut be put into like a a bucket that's like let's just remember that we do that? It might work later. We've had
0: jokes that have come back in later episodes that didn't work in specific ones. Um, like so, don't automatically
2: write it off. Like oh that'll never work. It's just yeah. Like, in just fact, right in now. season
0: two, there's there's a good handful of jokes that didn't that hit the cutting room floor in season one uh, for that exact reason. But it's still you know especially when you're working with people who have who have. Uh, improvised a joke, or it's brilliant. And it, the thing is, a lot of these times, the joke works, but it's an extra forty-five seconds we need to take off our ten-minute time. And when you're dealing with ten minutes, forty-five seconds is huge. Yeah, you know that's almost a tenth of the time you have. <sighs> uh, so it's it's stuff like that. It's finding it's 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 finding those moments of like what's important here. Is it the jokes per minute, or are we still trying to tell this story? Uh, and 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 finding the in between
2: to kind of displace yourself. And be an observer, and it's being weird, able to yeah. go to be like, okay, really funny, I like yeah. it. But there's this puzzle that that piece just doesn't have yeah. a spot here.
0: It's this piece is from a different puzzle. I don't know how it got in this box. Yeah, but it got in this. It might box be a different how...
2: episode. Weird.
0: Um, and so yeah, <laughs> so like it's it's the the editing I love and I hate all at the same time because when it's finally done, it's it's great, and when I'm starting to edit, it's addicting. Like when I'm when I'm in uploading all the footage and starting to do a rough cut, it is one of the I mean, Tom's seen me do it. Like we'll shoot something that night and I'll just stay up all night and see if I can get a rough cut of the whole thing done that night. Um because I'm so it's a
1: little compulsive.
0: Yeah, it's a little (laughs) addicting. It's a little uh, hyper focus is a real thing. Yeah, there's
2: something addicting about like I'll just liken it to again, like when I when I cut our trailer. Like when you have this idea and you already have it in your mind, it feels like wrong Yeah. to be like, no, I'll just do that later. Yeah. Like, no, no, I need to. Respect the flow. Like like, uh, there's been some graphic ideas for our graphics. Yeah. Where I'm like, it would be a crime. I have to do this now. I have to do this now because if I don't. It'll be gone. Yeah. And I'll never have that idea <laughs> It's respect
0: it's with writing, respect the flow. Like when it hits you, it hits you. Which
1: which is so is so jarringly different from me in directing. Because every single time it's been like, Tom, you do not get to sleep from the moment you have the idea until the day you say that's a rap. And then once it's wrapped, then it's like, now let out every single bit of stress you've ever had. Mm-hmm. And you can, It's like, it's Tony Stark after the snap. It's like, you, you can sleep now, you can yeah. rest. Cause, and I, I've had those with 48 hour film festivals. But with you, Corey, it's just so um, wild to see if, like, you know, you get to have all of those growing pains of developing the story and then being there on set. And then there is that, I think to me, that's an X factor for you of that you just have that level of where you just want to go home and then have something to look at instead of this collection of things. Whereas for me, I'm like, I get to set it and forget it. Mm. Someone else who is better at editing than me will take care of that shit, and I get to
0: come back the next day and be like, it looks good, but we got to change it, baby. Yeah. And then that's it. I mean, I would (laughs) love to have an an editor for Storyboard (laughs) that I could sit, but I would still sit there the whole time and want to input. But
1: the thing is, would you want them to edit right away? Yeah. Because for me, I'm like, I'll see you in a week.
0: Bye. Uh, I mean, like, here's the thing. I can't ask anyone to start editing, whatever they were editing or editing. I mean, like, when
2: you get to that point, you're going to have to like, you're going to have to do I it. I
1: mean, at, w- once, I mean, to the point, you know, when, when PA starts getting like a budget and people start coming in, we have multiple like different uh, talented, technical, and creative people there. It's a matter of getting dailies. Yeah. It's a matter of like, okay, cool. We see that how that scene looks like. We see how that yeah. scene looks like. We have seen how that scene looks like. And then people get to pass up notes to Corey, being like, "Well, we have other takes from these shots that we, if you want, you can see them that are good takes." Yeah. I haven't
2: come to terms yet for when we have a sound engineer, a sound editor. Let it go. For, for for nerd on. I'm gonna have to be like.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to schedule meetings with our editor to go see what they did, uh, which will be weird. But I, I, for now, it's just me in my little office editing away uh, and losing track of time. And I love it. It's bigger than my office. It's it's a little romantic. It's the in-between. It's the the suddenly now I've got to color correct and all that stuff is draining for me. Mm -hmm. I would gladly give it to someone who wants to color correct everything. (laughs) I
2: don't know why I'm thinking of Socko from uh, Bo Burnham's
0: Inside. Oh, it's a little bit of a state of an existential crisis. (laughs) It is. (laughs) It really is. Like the editing part of it. But like... I don't know. There's other perks that come along with show running. Like I, we did a pitch, which was which was a blast. We got to, we got a pitch meeting, which was really fun. And Tom sent me his his uh, pitch packets to give me an idea of what I needed to build. We got a lot of input from great people, but that was something that I got to handle as well. I was building all the pitch packets, writing out the log lines, writing out the outlines, compiling all of the different scripts and stuff like that. Um, probably something an unpaid intern should do no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, it's
2: the real minutia of it oh like it, it is the it is the <laughs> the, the log so. the log lines the like the the stuff that people forget like just like that go into like when we talk about nerd on of like yeah. well we have show notes we have edit notes we have all these little things that have to take place it's the boring stuff and then it gets to go on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, but it's and exciting because you it know is. it's, it's leading like, somewhere. Ooh, this is fun. Yeah. And we're, like nothing came of that pitch,
0: but I had a blast. Like I had a blast putting it all together. Yeah. It's another one of those nights I stayed up all night, even though the meeting was like two days away, just to see how I was having so much fun creating the pitch packets. So I had to shave that day.
1: Yeah, you did. I shaved my my weak mustache and beard for that meeting. Um, so you looked I, good too. I, 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 <laughs> looked real good. Thanks. Wait, as in the shave face or the, the not shave face? Looks okay, good, thanks. Man. Um, <laughs> it's a good look on you. You're a handsome boy. Don't hide that. Um, shit. One of so I think there's a lot you can learn uh, for showrunning from acting, directing, and even writing. But what are some of the things that you found that those things didn't help you out? Like you had to rely on other skills and skills that other people can start looking yeah. forward to.
0: Um, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is, is budgeting and pre-production. Like those were things that acting and editing had never helped me with. Cause I, as, as either the actor or the editor, pre-production was never a part of the thing I was involved with. I always got the footage afterwards and was like, I want these takes or whatever. Uh, acting, I was sent the script show up on this day, but like with, with hanging out with Tom and and building not only budgets per episode, but also building our, our call sheets and stuff like that and managing uh you know all of our extras we had on especially on pa6 but also pa's 10 making sure we had times when people were showing up and leaving it's it's the logistical stuff like the creative side of things will never prepare you for and um
2: it's the planning part that's really important that you forget is important like you you it's my new show. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's, it's just really like, you're like, we need to at least have an idea.
0: Yeah. Well, cause we are first, I mean, here's the thing. PA's I, I've said this a, uh, a million times on different things we've done, but PA started out as one sketch and then people liked it and asked us for a second sketch. And then people liked that and asked us for a third one. And by the fourth one, we we're like, well, this is now a series. Um, so it kind of evolved out of something strange. So it was these, these like learning bits and pieces as we go. So, transitioning from from episode three to suddenly you know where we were guerrilla shooting in in griffith park uh no we didn't Uh, (laughs) nothing to 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 renting trucks for a certain amount of time and needing to be pretty precise so that we could return the truck by our rental time and uh yeah so so pre-production i think is the thing that that surprised me the most Uh, And took the most amount of time to learn, but I don't think I would ever go into another shoot without it.
1: What do you think any of those skills or a skill that other people who are aspiring to probably start showrunning their own um, web series or their own things like that, what what do you think was probably the most helpful that they could learn?
0: The most helpful that you can learn if you are an aspiring showrunner is to, I mean, honestly, try it yourself. Like create something small even if it's just you because then you your own showrunner you're your own whatever or get a friend to do it and uh i mean a big thing for me was uh, this is going to sound so simple but is the showrunner documentary um i think it's just called showrunner Showrunner. yeah um and getting to see a a glimpse of like you're you're going to be the first one to show up and one of the last people to leave um and just know that like Find something you're passionate about uh, if you can. Like for me, i I feel really grateful that I'm showrunning PAs because it's it's something that I helped create and birth and and can understand fundamentally. And and if you're interested in showrunning, spend as much time with whatever it is, if it's a script for you know a five episode miniseries, read them back to front every which way you can. Um so that you are prepared to answer any question that comes your way because you're you're gonna be the person who people come to questions with, uh come with questions to and and, and need answered either in the moment or pretty quickly. Um, if they're not asking the director, they're asking you. Um, do you that wasn't a real good answer no, to, that for was... people who are aspiring, but like it's it's do it. It's try all the things. Learn everything you can about every position uh that you can gonna, get your hands on. that's um, gonna be
2: my next part, is like we have uh, theater training and yeah i think we have a lot of the same background where it was important to our programs that we understand the other bits yeah set design costume design lighting blah 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 like you think there is value in at least knowing a little bit about what everybody is doing just yeah. to kind of like even just appreciate and
0: understand a hundred percent that's exactly what it is i mean that's what it spawned from too is like our first pas shoot um you know, I was working with Tom to set up camera angles. I was also holding the boom on my my other side of things or, you know, I'm I'm learning how to run sound or whatever it was. It's just an amalgamation of like have have an understanding of every role that you're going to be using on your set so that you can speak to those people about what they need to talk to you about, help them out any way you can. Um, and make sure there's there's a clear communication between every single department that you're using. I mean, the nice thing again about PAs is that we're our own departments. Um, but we have an understanding that when we're running boom, we're running boom. We're not doing all these other things. We're not gonna put input directing, we're gonna focus on the sound.
2: So you're not wearing do I mean sometimes you probably are, but we're two hats at once. Yeah. But you should be like, you know, it's that hat's gonna be a lot more comfortable if you're not wearing this hat too. Yeah.
0: And just play. Like like that's the best way to learn these things is like I'm just now understanding uh, to a f- more fundamental level lighting on, on sets that I always left to someone else. But I want to be able to discuss those things and and be articulate when I do that on set. And so I've just set up a camera, uh, started playing during our live streams or started playing uh, on shorts or shooting certain stupid things that are never going to get released. But I'm learning and that's all that I'll that, learn. That's my advice. Learn. Um <laughs> learn I
1: almost want to go in through and like do like a I don't know if you have a top five but like do like a kind of the the top five worst things you've experienced in show running oh. and kind of like how you can help people kind of like you know avoid these things you know you talked about the decentralization of ideas and it's like hey like this is how you kind of can avoid those things while yeah. also maintain like a, like a good environment
0: I mean if if let's let's for instance because my situation was that I fundamentally understood what we were creating so let's say you you're running that five episode miniseries, and you've read the scripts that you could recite them right you understand these characters to a to a to a degree that that maybe only the other writer will um, in those moments you it's it's important and i'm still learning how to do this but with pas i feel more confident in it is is know your worth in that room and know that if your gut is telling you yes or no to, to trust it and express that with people. So, um, you know, what we did from, from six on especially was establish. I mean, we called the meeting and it was like, this is what it's going to be. I still want everyone to write together, but it's going to come down to me saying yes or no to things. And we have to be okay with that. Otherwise we're going to get what happened on A, B and C. Um, so establishing that with your group as well. Again, communication is is huge especially when you're you're show running and and jumping from different conversations different conversations doing different things communication is going to save your ass um but yeah trusting trusting that you you've done your work that you're in that position for a reason you want to do this for a reason um and and making sure especially with things like you said like uh, the uh, cacophony of ideas is going to happen in a writers room but you know being okay with filtering things out and, and, and trusting your gut and don't have imposter syndrome like I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, knowing you know what's best.
2: Nice. That's well, a, I mean... My my it, other little addition on that, yes, I just
0: said it. Sometimes what's best is someone else's idea. And that's okay, too. Damn. Sometimes
1: Mikey ruins a line. Because he made it better with an improv. <laughs> all the time, hit. we'll
0: we'll sit. Like I said, we'll do the writer meeting. Kevin and I will do a writer's meeting. Kevin, Tom, and I will do a third pass on a script, and Mikey will come in and improvise a line that blew anything we wrote out of the water. And we go, well, that's that's going in there. That's fine. First yeah. of all, fuck you. Yeah.
2: Second of all, thank you. Brilliant. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I I feel like it would be we would need to end this with like you know where can people watch storyboard.
0: Uh YouTube or or we are storyboard.com is the easiest way to to find anything there. Uh, if you check anything out, PA's would be my my um, number one with a bullet. Check that out. The, I think it's our most polished work. I think um, you can
1: probably watch it in silence and then listen to this at the same time and then you can kind of be like, "Oh, this is yeah. where it all comes from." What I would I would love <laughs> to do if
0: we do another one of these because um, Kevin and I actually set up a meeting Tuesday to start uh, going over PA season two scripts. would love to to hop on another one of these nerds explain and do like a play by play of what happened with with maybe an episode in season two.
2: Maybe it's like a, it's a, it's a side video. Sure. On, uh, on the YouTubes where it's kind of like a part two. Yeah. And this is it's what like a is live actually commentary. happening. Because
0: it's, it's such a weird position that I feel like. There's so much we covered but there's also so much we didn't I feel know about like we could do show that running. with every one of these yeah. nerds yeah. explain like okay yeah. here's what
2: the post production audio process looks yeah. like and
0: like, like they're all they all have I mean showrunning such a, such a vague like the type of stuff I've had to do <laughs> which is like again it is is get on the phone with a billboard company and see if we can get mm-hmm. our ad run for a certain amount of time or you know uh um, getting on the phone with with certain uh places that we've booked out and asking them if, if, if we can just steal a few more hours or if we can, Hey, can we ask these people to turn their speakers off for a few hours? It's you're the go between, between everything. Um, at least on a, on a, again, independent scale, I'm sure that would be more of a AD job or something like that. But as a showrunner of PAs, that's my job.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody at home, thank you so much for listening. If you have more questions for Corey or, Really, any of the people that we have had, including myself and Tom, on these Nerds explain. please feel free to reach out to us on social media. Uh, the best place, I think my favorite place, is the Discord. Uh, <clears throat> there is a Discord for everything, uh, including if you're a member of the Nerd On Nation, you get private channels that you can go directly to us or other members of the Nerd On Nation. Um, if, what? I know. <laughs> I I know I know it's cray.
0: I'm it's out. Fifty Shades of cray.
2: <laughs> it's it's incredible. So crayfish, uh, crayfish, yeah, cray uh, crayfish boil. Um, so yeah, check check cray that Mysterio. out. And, and joining the nerd on nation, it really does. Craig I mean, we we talk about oh my god, we talk about like making this and making what we do, and a lot a large part of that is having the nerd on nation. Uh, Craig
1: Lewis. Everybody loves Crayman. <laughs> <laughs> Crayman London. How about you? you I'm done now. Thank yeah. you. You want to end the next episode? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's going to come up with another one. Crazy yeah. Rich Asians. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, if you liked what you heard today or watched today, stop by. Rate and review us. We are everywhere podcasts can be heard. And many of those places offer a an ability to rate and review us. And a lot of those places have a share
1: button. <gasps> Use Smash that, that share oh, button.
2: Oh, shit. Yeah, share it with your friends, your family. And if you didn't like it, share us with your enemies. Like what? Like the ultimate payback. Yeah. Yeah, I hate you.
0: I love this. (laughs)
2: Listen to nerd on.
1: Or if you're a Karen, play it while you're having your next breakdown at the Walmart. Yes. (laughs) I want a video of that. (laughs) That's us. That terrible person's listening to us.
2: us. Uh, so check it out uh, if you're new to NerdOn, the best place to remember all of this that I'm spewing out to the airwaves nerdon.tv it has everything all the links all of our episodes there are over 400 episodes and that's not even counting our sister oh, show I'm back uh, that's not even counting the Cable's Crusaders who has hundreds of episodes too so there's like Hundreds of
1: hundreds. How about this? Hundreds. For every hundred, you throw a quarter our way. We have 400, four quarters, baby. Join that Nerd on Nation. Boom. Mic drop. Math. Boom. All right.
2: Anyway, Get that's the episode. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. You know the drill, as always. Nerdon. Nerd on. Ending broadcast.